You're listening to the Hanging with the AD podcast, where we break down hot topics in athletic administration and lessons learned through leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Josh Matthews and Don Baker. Welcome to another special edition of the Hanging with the AD podcast. Today, we sit down with Dr. Robin Hines. Dr. Hines is the executive director of the Georgia High School Association, or the GHSA. Dr. Hines, thank you for joining us today. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Athletic directors, like most people, are, are huge planners. Uh, we're always planning our weeks, preparing for games, meetings, looking ahead at the next school year, even as we prepare to close out the current year and so on. You have served in a lot of different roles over your career, an athletic director being one of them. Being in your current position and having the knowledge, could you, for a moment, kind of take that GHSA hat off, put the AD hat on, and maybe give us your perspective? If you were an AD right now, how would you be preparing for the time when we're back together, when there's so much uncertainty uh, as to what those times are going to look like in the different aspects of conditioning, practice, holding different scale games? If you were an AD right now, knowing what you know, what would you be doing to prepare for being back with your coaches and your players and holding games and et cetera? Well, I would certainly try to be in contact with my coaches, and I would want my coaches to be in contact with their players. Because one thing that really concerns me right now is, you know, we've had – we've been laid off for several months now. And right. so when we go back, I think the mindset has to be is, is that you hear me talk about a measured return to activity and that sort of thing. That That's not just in numbers of kids coming in and that sort of thing. That's the actual training itself. Uh, mm-hmm. You're, you got to think these kids have missed, uh, you know, several months of, of weight room, for instance, they've missed several months. They've missed spring practice and football situation and those sorts of things. So there's going to have to be some getting back into shape kind of work that's going on too. And I'd, I'd be thinking about that. How, how do I best get ready? You know, hoping that we would be coming back in June, for instance, and be able to measure that activity to where we get kids acclimated at a, maybe as a little slower rate than what you would normally be doing in June. That's good. Uh, You used that word measured last week in an interview as well, and I like it. I think it's a great word, and and especially when you put it in that sense of getting kids and coaches back together. Are there things you would like coaches to hear when it comes to that definition of what you mean by measured? I know last week you mentioned a scenario of maybe one coach to nine players. Are there other – I imagine there's a whole table full – uh, everything's out there on the table per se, but are there other things that you would like to throw out there? You could throw out there for coaches to hear, to let them know change is coming and it's going to look different and it's going to be different. And we got to start wrapping our mind around that. Yeah. Yeah. There, I'll be glad to throw some things out there. Uh, you know, it's getting time for us to throw some things out there. And Obviously none of them are gold and none of them are, uh, are in concrete. We don't want to hold you to it, but just some of the correct. things. That and, and that's why I always say, first of all, it is not set in stone at this mm-hmm. time. You know, we've right. got a couple of weeks left in May. We're shut down certainly until June and, uh, what is going to be the case June 1st, it may change by the time we get there because I don't have the information available to me that will be available to me at that time. Mm. So I can't make a decision on June 1st now. So I'll say that. The next thing I would say is, is that 
I've been an athletic director and I've been a coach too. And I know that they are very impatient and they're really wanting to get their kids together. But we need to understand that we're not in a situation where it is going to look like it looked last year. When we talk about measured, uh, you know, yeah, we're talking about smaller numbers, you know, scheduling throughout the day, maybe a 10 or 15 minute break in between sessions, have the kids dress at home, not use the showers, not congregate into large groups and have that time in between sessions so that you don't have more kids coming in contact with each other. You know, because what we're seeing, we're seeing a, a really drastic reduction in the in the number of cases, you know, and it's looking like mid-May it's going to kind of get down to zero out, you know, what they're saying. And, and we're seeing good things from that standpoint. Uh, you know, I feel confident that we'll be able to get some things going, but we also need to be thinking about these kids that have not been in the weight room for the last couple of months, maybe, you know, they haven't been trained the way that they have been training. They're not in that kind of shape that they were. And so even that work needs to be measured. You know, we're looking at maybe 50% of what they would ordinarily do the first week, you know, 70% the next week, 80% the next week, 90 the next week. And then once we get into July, then, you know, we could go ahead and, you know, your kids are in shape, you can begin practice and getting ready for the season and those sorts of things. That's what I mean by measure, both in the structure of what we're doing and the training itself. That's good. I know Don's going to ask in a minute or two about having a little more oversight with uh, GHSA, having more oversight during June and July, more than normal. But uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. I did want to ask, you said we and they, obviously you were getting a lot of information uh, from a lot of different people. And the other thing is, and you, you've said this before, you are not making decisions on your own. You're making decisions on behalf of the member schools, but you are including the 470 member schools because that is your job. You are hired by the, the member schools. There's an executive committee that helps you out uh, and makes rules that you just follow. But obviously, any decisions that you make uh, with the member schools have large ripple effects. Can you talk about uh, getting to that we and they? Who all are you consulting with during this COVID-19 quarantine to give us an idea of who's helping you and uh, who's helping you give information to the schools and the executive committee to make these big decisions? First off, from our membership there's been no shortage of input and opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that. Okay, uh, so I need to send my email then, I guess. I'm, 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 <laughs> just get in line. It stays full all the time. No, but, but seriously, there, there's a lot of people that I talk to. You know, the National Federation of High Schools has been a wonderful resource, and their sports medicine committee you know they've got a big meeting coming up on the 16th and uh you know look forward to seeing what that's our sports medicine you know we have several doctors trainers emergency personnel on that and and they've been a really good group uh, and we're going to be meeting weekly uh just to make sure that we're going in the right direction and anything that i've talked about i've discussed with them you know, our section, which is Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, the executive directors, we talk often to see what's going on uh, there. And just to give you some uh, sense of what those people are thinking, they're, they're about like we are. 
you know, everybody has some fashion of, of breaking in into June sometimes, uh, you know, because they're seeing the same type of numbers and, and things that we are. And we share information. And, and uh, you know, I've spoken with Ron Corson, who, of course, is the, just the outstanding head trainer at the University of Georgia, who has uh, given me most of this information that I've been talking about as far as the measured returns and, you know, that sort of thing. So there's been no shortage of information. Of course, I look at data every day to see where we are and how things are going. And it seems to be going pretty good for us, you know, so we seem to be on track, but, uh, you know, I hesitate again, I will not make any type of announcement or decision and that sort of thing. And the way to work is, uh, you know, once that's done, I'll run it by the board of trustees, uh, and, then we'll be able to uh, put it out to the member schools and see how things go. But, but whatever we do, there's probably going to be some superintendents and boards and out that, that, that will, will want some say so over what their school systems are. They certainly have that right uh, to do so. We just want to get back as quickly as we can, as long as it's safe for us to do so. Dr. Heiss, as we move forward, kind of coming out of this very different time and heading back to school, I anticipate that there's going to be, parents who will have reservations about their children returning to school, but at the same time desire their kids to be able to participate in athletics at their local school. Could you remind us of the requirements for enrollment and student athletic eligibility, whether it be on campus or not, virtual or not? If a kid is counted on that school FTE and taking online classes, is that enough? Yeah, if a child is enrolled at a school, you know, just whatever school, and the system allows some type of online uh, program to where that school is just like a dual enrollment, you know, where we are concerned. Now, if they withdraw from this high school to go to a K-12 thing or whatever, they're not able to participate. But as long as they belong to that school and are enrolled in that school and they keep their transcripts at that school, they certify their eligibility at that school, they would be eligible to do so. Gotcha. Now, typically the the GHSA does not necessarily govern summer activities except for a few minor regulations. You have been steady in saying that you're hopeful for a June return. First of all, I appreciate that optimism uh, from you as a leader. Since you know, we, we look at some tryouts that were missed in the spring and probably the specific regulations from higher government that we're going to anticipate. Do you see the GHSA having more specific oversight uh, when we do return in, Ju- in June or July? Well, I think that I think that we have to. We're in unprecedented times, and and you know, I know coaches are ready to get back, but we can't do things as business as usual. You know, especially right now, you know, we want to keep them safe. We want to do the right thing and we're going to provide some guidance, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. I, nobody ever said that the Georgia high schools association policies and all that are, don't <laughs> happen in the summertime because they do, you know, right. things such as physicals and, uh, you know, and, you know, these type of things, you know, that they, they go on, but you know, we've got a, a difficult virus out there. It's one that's, that's going to be here for 18, months to two years you know so we just want to make sure that we're doing keeping the playing fields level and do everybody doing all that we can do to be safe and as we get back into it because I think that high school athletics is going to be a big part of 
us getting back to whatever normal is. Totally and, agree. Yep. And, and I'm, ex, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm just like the rest of them. I'm ready to go. I wish it was full speed and we're ahead, but, you know, we just have to hold our horses a little bit and make sure that we're doing the right thing. Right. Speaking of physicals, you mentioned that. What changes, if any, do you see in the physical exam space? Do you anticipate an extension of that physical that that kid had at the, at the end of school that they normally would have gotten over the summer? Well, this is, this is one of those things that I really didn't want to talk about too much publicly, but since you asked the question, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, but because you know, the first thing is that schools are closed, can't gather in big groups, people aren't doing their mass physicals and all that sort of thing, and I understand the problem with that. Now, upon advice from counsel, we do not want to change our physical. We don't want kids, basically, we don't want them out there without a physical. Sure. And because yeah. as soon as something bad happens and there hasn't been a physical, there are liability issues and that sort of thing, and we, we just don't want to do that if there was some underlying condition that there had not been a physical to screen for and, and, and this sort of thing. But having talked with our sports medicine people about this problem, what I'm going to do, and I'm, I'm going to run it by our attorney and, you know, all those sorts of things. But what I think that we should do and what I'm striving to get to this point is that the physicals, if you had a current physical for the 1920 school year, okay, we're counting this school year up to the first day of fall practice, Mm-hmm. Okay, which would be, I think it's July the 25th is, is what that date right. is when football acclimatization happens. Right. And if we can do it to then, that would give the schools a reasonable amount of time uh, to do that. Because there's a lot of doctors that really aren't having people come in for physicals at this time. Right. You and, got it. And, you yep. know, maybe as we move forward – you know, there'll be some times to we can gather small groups of kids. I know one of our member schools is doing that, bringing in eight kids at a time and doing it that way so that they can get theirs done. But, but that's an issue. We don't want kids participating without a pre-participation physical. And, you know, we already, if you have that physical that's done after April 1st, it counts for the full next year. It would just be extending that time up mm-hmm. until the first date of practice for the 2021 school year, if that yes. makes sense. And that, that'll help us. Sure. Yeah, that's great. I know from a member school uh, that, that that's wonderful because we don't know exactly when the announcement to come back would be in place. If you'd give us a few weeks or a few days, I know most people just want a few days. Let's go. So having that uh, extension on the physical is great, but just to be clear, so anyone listening to that, it would have to be approved by council and board of trustees before that. It's not set in stone yet, correct? Yeah, and I, I think that that's one of those deals to where, you know, I'm I'm paid by you guys to interpret interpret the bylaws, and you know, I just want to study on that a little bit, and that's the way that I want to interpret it, so it will help our member schools, and you know, any new students, obviously you know, would have to have a physical before they did anything. Right. That's great. Uh, Thanks for sharing with us and uh, giving us the scoop there. So that's, uh, that's wonderful. We'll look forward to hearing more about that as you, as you study it and get closer to uh, maybe making that announcement and getting it approved by everybody that has to approve it. So that's awesome. Uh, One last question, uh, Dr. Hines, we're going to ask you to get out your crystal ball. 
we are not going to ask you when we're going to exactly that date to start back. We said we weren't going to ask that, and that's not why we want you to get out the crystal ball. But we have a question that I'm pretty certain that you would not have answered the same way if we'd asked it this time a year ago. And that question is, based on what we're going through, what the world's going to look like coming out of this, how do you see it affecting the world of athletic leadership in the next decade? Gosh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I guess we just have to be ready for everything. I, I know that the way that I'm looking at things is, is certainly different. I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, this thing is, you know, other than the 9-11 deal where we took a week off back then, mm-hmm. you know, it was unprecedented. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any idea. You know, it's just we just have to be ready and prepared and, and hopefully we'll learn through this experience to where we there's there's not a whole lot that would kind of scare me at this point because, you know, you just put your nose to the grindstone and, and, and get to work and plan. Uh, it shows the importance of contingency planning. I can tell you that. And, uh, you know, even though things have come to a grinding halt, you know, it, you, you're constantly planning for different scenarios that may arise and that's that's all we can do well dr heinz thank you so much for sitting down with us today we appreciate what you do for our our member schools uh know that decisions that you make uh as we move forward in the upcoming months are going to be in the best interest of players coaches fans administrators thank you so much for the privilege of your time today oh it's my pleasure anytime guys sometimes we ask the question What is a profession you would not want to do? Well, right now, I am glad it is Dr. Robin Hines as the executive director of the GHSA and not me. We are very honored Dr. Hines would take time today to share some very real insight that helps us understand that our world of high school athletics is changing due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It is obvious listening to Dr. Hines, that they have one goal in mind, and that is getting high school athletics back in action. But like all educators, the GHSA is focused first on the health and safety of our young people, along with the many others associated with our athletic events. There is no doubt in our minds that the GHSA, led by Dr. Hines, will make well-informed decisions that have been vetted and measured against a lot of research. Dr. Hines, thank you for being so available with your time today. It was a privilege to have you join us on Hanging with the AD. Now, before you go, we would appreciate you taking a moment to leave us a review on the platform you're listening from or connecting with us on social media, Twitter or Instagram at Hanging with the AD. And until next time, thank you for spending your time Hanging with the AD. (laughs) 